Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring the return of Josh Centers, managing editor of Tidbits, talking about lots of tech scuttlebutt. And a little bit later, we'll be hearing from Brian Chapman of the Mac Observer, answering similar questions. And one of the questions posed is the impact of Apple deciding not to report unit sales anymore, good or bad, all this and more. I'm the Tech Night Owl Live. Josh Centers has been very busy in the last few weeks because he is a dad once again, a brand new child coming into his home. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, thanks, Gene. So you're doing the all-night gig again? <laughs> uh, you know, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, thankfully, this child is a bit more relaxed than the first one was, so makes things a little easier. I remember one time when Grayson was probably a few months old, and he was being very annoying at night. He was getting up and crying. And my wife brings him into the bedroom and says, here he is, you wanted to be a father, you deal with it. But I can't say to him, I changed his diaper. That reminds me of a scene in Supergirl. And remember now, Supergirl was 12 when Krypton exploded, but because of a time warp, she's now 12 years younger than Superman. So she meets up with Superman and they do some kind of rescue of a plane and people come over and the first thing she says is, I used to change his diaper. <laughs> power move. It's a power move. Okay. So in 2014, Apple introduces the iMac with a 5K Retina display. Now all of the 27-inch iMacs have 5K displays. And in the scheme of things, they're not expensive. They basically introduce this new model for several hundred dollars more and then introduce them in the entire line starting at $17.99. So you're getting a 5K display, fairly cheap. Just buying a 5K display is not cheap. And you think right. here that Apple has graphics hardware on the iMac Pro, MacBook Pro, to drive multiple 5K displays, two, on some of those machines. Where are the 5K displays? The only one I've seen is the LG based on Apple technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Uh, Adam Inks drove about that recently on Tidbits. And uh, the conclusions that we drew uh, based on our research was that, well, A, 4K displays are, you know, 5K isn't that much of an improvement over a 4K display. And if manufacturers want to do some sort of upgrade, they're, they're probably going to focus more on 8K. And also, and, and I think that's the main push because that means all the market demand is going to go toward 4K and less toward 5K. And so there's just lower yields of 5K displays. And honestly, Apple probably bought most of those up for iMacs. So there's just not a lot of room in the market for standalone 5K monitors. Now, Apple's supposed to release a brand new Mac Pro in 2019. And I gather new displays. So will they now say, here's the Apple 8K display? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll just have to see. Uh, I hope they do have some sort of standalone display. I think it's a long time coming. Understand here that, except for a few rarefied atmosphere TV displays shown at consumer electronic shows, we really can't buy an 8K TV. But the movie industry uses them, uses 8K cameras, to film big widescreen blockbusters to get the best clarity and detail possible. 
Mm-hmm. So at one time, you can expect that 8K displays built in enough quantity won't be that expensive. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll head there eventually. You know, I'm just not sure when. I guess it's less of an issue with monitors, but the bigger question is when we'll see 8K content. And uh, honestly, I, I still think we're we're not quite there yet with 4K. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think Hollywood lo- and the tech industry like to pretend that 4K is mainstream. But uh, you know, for instance, like it, you know, Black Friday, there are all these sales in 4K Blu-rays. I don't know a single person with a 4K Blu-ray player, unless actually, no, I don't know. I, I know one person has an Xbox, and I guess that has a 4K Blu-ray player in it, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> it's it's not a very uh, common, popular format. Now, of course, streaming is all 4K now, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure anyone notices or cares about that. Honestly, it's just uh, you know nowadays you buy a TV, chances are it has you know the apps in it, and it's 4K, uh, whether that's what you want or not. And uh, you know over time, you know the streaming content like Netflix is 4K, and uh, you know I'm not sure anyone would even know unless you told them. Well, I wonder here, of course for most people about the 4k advantage anyway unless you have a fairly large screen you're not going to see the difference from hd especially if it's streamed where it is compressed to a fairly well isn't that a nice phrase compressed to a fairly well that's amazing and as a result of that of course the difference isn't that distinct and remember the 4k tv upscales hd content so except for HDR, if properly implemented, I challenge you to see the difference. Right. I mean, you know, for most people, it's hard to tell. But I mean, we, we've we've covered 4K so many times in this show. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that over time is going to kind of evolve on its own. You know, if we eventually start seeing 8K content. Now, I know, eight, I know a lot of stuff was mastered for 8K back when they were remastering stuff for 1080p like i know the movie baraka which is a really beautiful movie they remat they made a point of remastering that in 8k so i mean there's some masters out there but even now a lot of 4k stuff's upscaled from a lower resolution and even back in the 1080p days you know a lot of the stuff is just upscaled from some even lower resolution than that so if 8k ever gets here i don't know what the value will be content wise but now in terms for a monitor it could be great especially uh, as you say you know for hollywood film production uh, you know, a lot of uh, potential there if they're mastering stuff in 8K. And if they're going to start mastering things in 8K, uh, they're going to need 8K monitors, right? Well, eventually, of course. But right now, it's just in the production stage. Even then, they'll scale it down to 4K or 5K to be distinct for that. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. But in the meantime, Apple is kind of left out in the cold here. You have computers that support 5K displays, and the only one you can buy is the LG. And I've heard the LG production is kind of limited, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's my understanding. You don't see a lot of them in stores. And, uh, you know, I've seen the 5K display, and I didn't, I didn't think it looked that great. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 Apple's made a lot of bad hardware bets in the past few years. I think this is just one of them. So uh, maybe... Uh, Maybe they're uh, finding their act together there. Well, Apple should have produced one. So there, Apple should have produced one, and that would have made a big of a difference. In any case, let's move on to other topics because we're not buying 5K displays today. (laughs) That is, Apple 
usually reserves its features to its own platforms. But there is an Apple Music for Android. If you're an Android user, you can subscribe to Apple Music. The situation in this industry now is that Apple Music is number one in the USA, but Spotify around the world is growing faster. Now, in theory, Apple doesn't just look out for market share, but certainly getting more customers, more subscribers, more services business is a good thing for them. So there's a published report now, since Apple and Amazon have made up, that Amazon will get a version of Apple Music for the Alexa smart speakers and such, Alexa devices, and that will allow you to access your Apple Music subscription. So we have about 40 seconds left in this segment before we go on, but what do you think about that? I think it's an interesting development. It tells you two things, probably. A, the HomePod isn't selling that great, and B, this is probably part of Apple's new deal with Amazon, which uh, includes uh, getting rid of Apple resellers from Amazon and uh, bringing Amazon Video to the Apple TV, among other things. So I imagine that's part of that um, multi-layered deal. Well, in the end, Apple makes money by having more subscribers for its services. How can you argue with that? More to come with Josh Centers on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Trading involves financial risk. It is not suitable for all investors. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. Join online at www.acs2018.com. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join the American Cannabis Summit, visit acs2018.com or text JOIN to 76280. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Text JOIN to 76280. Text JOIN to 76280 now. 
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make email advertise at gcnlive.com and partner up with an experienced gcn representative advertise at gcnlive.com easy affordable effective we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the tech night owl live please send it to news at technightowl.com that's news at technightowl.com if you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com that's forum.technightowl.com so of course we were talking about apple music coming to alexa which is part of apple's program just like it did with itunes to spread the joy to other platforms and that showcases the apple product so it helps expand the ecosystem eventually they hope that you'll buy a home pod you'll buy an iphone if you haven't already that sort of thing that apple's doing that now let's get back to spotify for a minute spotify is growing faster than apple music but outside the usa is there a reason for that Mm. You know, I would say probably because Spotify has uh, followed in the footsteps of Netflix and it's available on just about any platform you want. Uh, Apple Music is only available on iOS, Mac, Windows, and HomePod, and, and now I guess Alexa and, and Android. So, I mean, but uh, Spotify is even more than that. Spotify is on game consoles. I mean, you just name a platform, Spotify is there click a lot of smart TV platforms. So, and, and that's probably it. And outside of the United States, uh, especially in more developing parts of the world, people don't have as many uh, Apple devices. It's, it's a lot more uh, Android heavy. And so, now of course, a- Apple Music is available for Android, but uh, my understanding is it's a subpar experience on Android. And, uh, you know, Spotify's just been there longer. They have more refinement. It, you know, they have more cachet, I guess you could say. So, uh, you, 
Yeah, that is basically it amounts to Apple isn't quite as popular in those places as, as uh, other platforms. Maybe this will help. But once again, Apple is not in the business here of seeking market share, or are they? They want to make profits. So Apple now, as a lot of you know, in their financials, will stop reporting unit sales. And they've been cutting back over the years. Remember, you used to know how many Macs, Mac portables were sold, how many Mac desktops, and Apple has now not said that. They will sometimes give you the percentage, which will give you the figures, but even that they're not saying anymore. We assume that most Macs are notebooks. So Apple's not going to tell you about that, or iPhones or iPads. They've already done that with the Apple Watch. And of course, the first conspiracy theory is Apple is not reporting this because they expect dreadful sales. But it's true, as Josh will mention also, that most other companies don't report unit sales. You know, how many smartphones is Samsung selling? How many Alexa devices is Amazon selling? Right. I, I covered this actually in a, in a YouTube video upload uh, just the other day. Um, it, I mean, it's true. Most other companies don't announce those unit sales. So Apple it really is coming more in line with the rest of the industry. And, and I say this as from the perspective of a tech journalist, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think less transparency is a good thing. And so now we're going to have to guess at those unit sales um, even more so than we've already had to. And, uh, you know, and I made a point, uh, I've been hammering this point in a lot of places and some people don't like it, but <laughs> it's very simple. For whatever reason, people have, a, have latched on to revenue per product line to chart Apple's growth. And so Apple is very much focused on trying to make it seem like they're still growing like crazy, even though they're really not anymore. And they've hit a wall in terms of unit sales. So it, it's in their interest to stop divulging those unit sales. And it's a good problem for Apple to have. Apple has sold an Apple device to everyone in the world who wants one. You know, their, their initial plan for growth was uh, to expand more to China and India, uh, but they've hit walls there for various reasons. Uh, that'd be a whole other show unto itself. Uh, I'm not sure Apple understands. But anyway, they've hit a wall in terms of how many of these things they can sell. So the only way they can keep showing growth to investors is to keep raising revenues. Now, notice, I'm not saying keep raising profits, but keep raising revenues. Because some people pointed out to me that Apple's margins have been flat or actually have declined a little bit over the past few years. Uh, but they've stayed around 38, 40% or so. Uh, you know, people are like, well, you know, you're saying Apple's being greedy, which I'm not saying. And, uh, uh, you know, but Apple's making the same profit as ever. Well, first of all, even if the margin stays the same, if the revenues increase and they're taking a percentage of that, they're still making more profit, right? <laughs> That's the way percentages work. You know, I, I think it's one of the reasons we're seeing higher and higher product prices because now Apple is uh, trying to figure out how to extract more value from the existing base. In other words, they want more money out of your wallet and they're testing the waters there. Um, but see, I, th I think they're hitting a wall there too because I don't think people are going to tolerate much higher prices. I could be wrong. People seem to be okay, just fine with uh, the higher iPhone prices. The, I mean, the iPhone 10 was a huge hit. So Apple may have some more room to grow in terms of uh, raising prices and collecting more revenue and thus more profit. But that's that's kind of what we're seeing right now is Apple has hit a wall in terms of 
unit sales growth. And so now they're going to focus on revenue growth and they're going to keep raising prices and try to keep uh, that double digit growth as long as possible. And really for Apple, it's less about the profit. Apple has all the money they need. The, the thing holding Apple back isn't money in the bank. They have a quarter of a trillion dollars of money in the bank. Um, that's not the thing holding them back. But if they want the stock to keep doing well, they keep wanting to encourage investment in their company and uh, et cetera, et cetera. They have to keep showing Wall Street that huge growth. And they're going to try to prolong that for as long as possible, at least until they figure out another way to do it. They're probably the next plan after this, after they raise prices as much as they can, is a new product line. Um, so I won't be too shocked to see an Apple car or an Apple AR headset or something in the next uh, three to five years. And this is just sort of Apple's way of uh, holding it off until they have a new product line. And remember here, too, Apple is growing services. So if they can earn more money from each customer by giving them services, that also helps replace any revenue they lose because they don't sell as many units. But remember, according to a published report from one of the Apple executives, the iPhone XR is the top seller of the three new models. Yeah, that's what they're saying now. So, obviously, if they tell you that, it better be true. Right. Uh, yeah, they could be in big trouble. So, I mean, uh, you know, and I believe that. You know, a lot of people were panicked because Apple cut iPhone XR production a bit, but that's nothing unusual. I mean, we had this exact same thing around this time last year. Apple cut orders for the iPhone X, and people saying, oh, the iPhone X is a failure. No, they just ordered way more than they thought they need because they didn't want to have a shortage. So, and, and this is something Tim Cook's actually done. You know, he, of course, he's a, a supply chain guy. He's done a fantastic job of, uh, you know, getting iPhones to people when they want them in, in, in a timely fashion. So, yeah, it, it means nothing. Now, we'll find out for sure quarter one, 2019. Of course, we won't know the unit sales figures, but we will know the revenue figures. And something I plan to start doing with tidbits is I, I want to start keeping track of their margins. But now, see, the problem is, Apple doesn't announce that, that quarter's margins right then. They announce what they project for the next quarter. But I do want to keep track of their profit margins because I think that's going to be a, a very key thing to track for the next few years until they get the new major product line out. Uh, you know, if the profit margins start going down, it means they're cutting into their own profit to uh, sell more iPhones. And if it starts going up, that might mean that demand is so high that they can actually increase their margins. I don't think that's a likely possibility, but that's just an example of uh, you know what we might be able to extrapolate based on those numbers. We've got more to come with Josh Centers of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the purest for you and your family. For over 14 years, thousands have depended on Berkey Clean Water. The Berkey Guy has you covered at home, work, and on the go with water filtration systems of every size for every budget. Now, GCN listeners receive 10% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN at GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. America's 45th president leads the nation in grieving for the 41st. Surrounded by family, George H.W. Bush died on Friday night at his home in Houston. When he ran for the GOP presidential nomination in 1980, he was said to have one of the most impressive resumes in politics. Congressman from Texas, UN ambassador, envoy to China, the head of the Republican Party, and the director of the CIA. Though he lost to Ronald Reagan, he was asked to join the ticket. George Bush was the candidate for vice president. He served as a loyal vice president for eight years before becoming the 41st president in 1989. I, George Herbert Walker Bush, do solemnly swear. George H.W. Bush was 94. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule Thousands of doctors, health specialists, and professionals recommend Balance of Nature as a way of improving their health. Listen to a few unsolicited success stories from doctors that not only recommend it, but use Balance of Nature as well. I look at Balance of Nature and I look what it's doing for me as I've started taking it and for the patients that I have that are taking it. It's been phenomenal watching the changes that have happened and how much healthier and how much more energy that they have. I haven't heard any negative feedback from any of my patients who have been taking the product. The thing that amazes me with it is is that it's so simple. When you call, use discount code USA, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
One reason is given for Apple not to include unit sales, according to Daniel Aaron Dilger, who is a commentator who writes for Apple Insider in one of his editorials, is that this way the Apple critics and the people who want to say negative things from the financial community have less ammunition. They can, according to him, misrepresent Apple sales figures if they don't get the numbers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't think offering less information is going to help in that cause. And, you know, you have the naysayers no matter what. Uh, I mean, it takes something as basic as, say, gold. And, you know, of course, you have gold bugs and you have people who poo on gold. You have the exact same sort of... Uh, FUD and, you know, hype at play that you do with Apple. I, you know, I don't think that really helps their cause much. Well, I do think it, it helps them reduce focus on how many iPhones they sell. And let's be honest, this is mostly about the iPhone. It takes focus away from how many iPhones they sell and puts focus on how much money they bring in from those iPhones. From Apple's perspective, I think it's probably a smart move. Uh, it might hurt them slightly in, in the short term uh, because it might rattle investor confidence a bit. But uh, in the long term, it's probably a smart move, especially in the next two or three years. They're trying to show huge growth, even when they don't have much to show for it. Uh, and and it, it is true. It does help make services more comparable to iPhone sales. I do think and, and that's something that Apple is definitely putting more effort into. They're putting more effort into that services category, and they're trying to grow that. In fact, that might be another reason why they're, why they're putting uh, Apple Music on Alexa, because that does help uh, their services category a bit. Um, and there's probably a lot, of, a lot of layers to that particular puzzle there. I wonder if they would also consider taking iCloud and make it a really full-service backup service competing with Carbonite and the other companies. I wish. I really wish they would do that. Um, they don't seem terribly interested in that for every reason. You'd have to ask somebody at Apple about that. I'd love to ask him about it because that's something I've been wondering about for years. Yeah, that would be interesting to see what they would do with that because that would be something that would have to be done in the back end. They're giving you the capacity already at a pretty good price, but they'd have to develop an app or some kind of system that would allow you to make this kind of backup, just like I said, Crash Plan or Carbonite or some of the other companies. In fact, we use an offsite backup system right now, and I wouldn't mind if that went to Apple. Wouldn't bother me in the least. We'll have to see what happens with Apple. Now, as we know now, and this will be the final thing we'll cover, Apple's stock price has really gone down over rumors, the usual supply chain rumors that Sales are down across the board over on iPhones. Sales are collapsing again. Mm-hmm. But again, there's no evidence of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's no evidence. Uh, we're seeing uh, something similar happen last year. Another big thing, I don't want to get too far into politics on this show, but another big thing is uh, this trade war with China. That's really uh, hurting Apple in the markets right now. I have some friends in the investor community, and you know, so I talk to them regularly, and this is something I'm hearing constantly. The big thing to keep an eye on is uh, how the G20 goes this weekend, specifically uh, between uh, Donald Trump and, and China's representatives. Uh, you know, the big question that's going to affect Apple is if uh, the United States and China can come to a new trade agreement. Now, uh, as we're talking here, uh, a replacement for NAFTA has just been announced. Uh, that's going to be uh, a long, complicated process, especially with the Democrats holding the House now because they have to approve this deal, and they're probably not going to be too eager to give uh, you know 
a president they despise, a, a big win. But that is something uh, it, it seems like uh, President Trump's in a mood to make deals right now. So maybe he'll be feeling like that this weekend. Maybe we can get something worked out with China. If Trump and China can work something out, then uh, that's going to be very good for Apple. If they can't, it could be very it's probably very bad news for Apple and probably bad news for the stock market for at least the next six months or so. Well, of course, we'll know possibly at the G20 meeting this weekend. And of course, this show is being done just as the meeting starts, whether U.S. and China will come out with some kind of agreement that impacts trade. So it's not something we can comment on. It's something that may happen. There we go. There is a published report, and you ran this in tidbits, that the T2 chip, which is this low-level chip based on system on a chip, ARM system on a chip technology, used in some of the new Macs, Mm -hmm. may make it more difficult for third-party repair companies to fix Macs? Yeah, that's right. Ostensibly, it's for security reasons, since the T2 chip processes Touch ID data and other things. You know, I'll I'll leave uh, the interpretation of that up to the conspiracy theorists, but that is what what we're looking at. You know, there's a there's a guy I like to watch on YouTube. Uh, he, he's a really he's it's really interesting to watch him work. His name is Lewis Rossman, and uh, he's one of Apple's most outspoken critics and a big proponent of right to repair. And uh, he uh, he makes videos where it's showing him in his repair shop in New York City. Uh, doing repairs on uh, mostly Apple MacBook uh, logic boards, uh, replacing components on them and things like that with a soldering iron. I mean, you know, real, you know, sort of real deep technical kind of repair. Um, And so someone like him uh, wouldn't be able to make a lot of these repairs uh, with this two, assuming Apple goes all the way with this t2 uh restriction it would only be apple authorized repairers and so it's it's all the more reason why uh right to repair uh is is some legislation we need more than ever now i'm personally uh i have a bit of a libertarian bent i'm a bit skeptical about the actual implementation of such a law i mean if you have a law that says uh, you know, Apple, your your products have to be repairable. Okay, well, what's the definition of that? Now, I haven't read any of these proposed laws. I don't think any of them have passed yet. So, uh, you know, and I, I probably I'm probably going to focus too much on it until a law actually passes. But uh, at least on the surface, it's one of those things I agree that we need because, um, you know, and, and for the very simple reason that Apple can't keep up with all the repairs it needs. I know a lot of people, and you know, for. It's, let's say you're in Vermont, for instance. There's no Apple store in Vermont. You have to drive a very long way to get to an Apple store, or you have to ship off your um, your device for several days to an Apple Depot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of places that Apple just doesn't service. And even and anyone who's been to an Apple store recently or been to the so-called Genius Bar recently can attest, Apple cannot keep up with the demand they have for repairs. And even when Apple does the repairs themselves, that's no guarantee that you're going to get a quality repair. Uh, Rossman himself has a lot of videos where he, he demonstrates this. He demonstrates some of the things Apple screws up. I can tell you from my own experience, uh, every time I've taken an iPhone in to be repaired by Apple, something else goes wrong with it within two weeks. Uh, you know, a connector's loose, something like that. So, I mean, it's it's Apple can't even repair their own stuff. So there's a real problem there. And, of course, there's also a thing, too. People take in stuff to get repaired by Apple, and Apple tries to push them into buying something new, which I'm sure is uh, you know, part of the um, 
the rash the business rationale behind all this quite frankly you know as much as apple pushes their own environmentalism uh projects okay that that's great but you know if you really want to help in the environment it's on you to make these devices repairable and to make them last as long as possible. Now, um, it, Apple seems somewhat committed to this. You know, uh, with iOS 12, they actually improve performance for older devices. So maybe that's something that they're taking seriously. Um, I hope they are. But yeah, something has to, uh, you know, something has to change with this repairability thing. Uh, you know, because this this whole uh, you know, I mean, you buy you buy a twenty five hundred dollar laptop, and something may go wrong with it through no fault of your own. It may not be repairable by anyone but Apple. And in a lot of cases, Apple won't even repair their own hardware for various reasons. There's a famous case, uh, the Linus Tech Tips guy. He's a he's a, a famous YouTuber. Uh, he had an iMac Pro that uh, that was broken, and uh, this is a five thousand dollar machine. And Apple said, "We will not fix it for any price. We will not." <laughs> I want to ask about this, okay? Apple won't fix it for any price. Why? We'll find out. In the next segment, I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Josh Centers. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Do you need extra cash to buy gifts or just to pay all those extra bills during the holidays? Well, now you can get cash fast this holiday season with a personal loan for up to $5,000 right from your phone or PC at 79cash.com. How fast can you get your cash? Well, with 79cash.com, our lenders can have your cash at your bank account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Just have a checking account and a regular source of income. Go to 79cash.com and you can get the cash loan you need now. So if you need cash fast this holiday season to buy gifts or pay all those extra bills, go to 79cash.com and get the cash you need. Visit 79cash.com. Type www.79cash.com directly into the address bar. That's 79cash.com. 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 
In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Okay, iMac Pro, $5,000 computer. Mm -hmm. It breaks, Apple won't fix it. What is the reason? Uh, as I recall, that they had been trying to take it apart to monkey with it, and they broke something on it, and they took it to Apple, and Apple's like, "No, we won't. We, since you monkeyed with it, we will not fix it for any price. You can buy a new one, and that's about it." Now, of course, the Apple defenders will say, "Well, that's what you shouldn't have been messing with it." Okay, but first of all, that's their machine, and secondly, uh, it's it's a professional grade machine, and professionals need to be able to. Uh, do at least some amount of service to their own machines. I mean, uh, you know, ask anyone who drives a truck for a living, for instance. You know, I, I mean, to me, you can't call a machine professional without some degree of self-repair, you know, field repair. And I, I just think uh, it's inexcusable on Apple's part. Uh, and you can look up these videos. If you look up, uh, if you go to YouTube, you look up like Linus Tech Tips or just look up Linus iMac. And he actually got Lewis Rossman to come in and help him actually fix his iMac and get it working uh, so that they were able to re restore it, thankfully. But Apple makes this stuff hard. And Apple goes after refurbishers like Rossman. They uh, uh, Customs recently went after him for uh, buying so-called counterfeit batteries, although they were produced in the same factory that Apple produces their batteries in. They apparently didn't have that run didn't have Apple's approval, so it's technically counterfeit, and uh, Apple had his batteries seized. 
you know, it's just kind of ridiculous. A- you know, Apple wants to constantly force people to buy new machines. And, and going back to the uh, the professional grade thing, like for instance, if you buy a Lenovo laptop, uh, Lewis Rossman made a, I'm just talking about that. You should just have that guy on the show. But he made a point. He took a Lenovo ThinkPad and on camera spilled water all, it just poured like a gallon of water into it. The machine kept working for another six months before it finally failed. And he sent it to Lenovo and they, they had him overnight it for free. They repaired it overnight, no cost. That's what professional grade service looks like. Apple will not provide anything near that level of service. So, you know, I just, I just think it's very unfortunate for people who depend on Apple machines. I am one of those people who make a living with Apple machines, uh, you know, who spend a lot of money in Apple machines. And, and you know, Apple just doesn't treat those professional users very well. And uh, this uh, a war against refurbishers that, that's been going on with Apple recently is just another sign of that. It's like a bean counter war. They're losing money to the third parties, but then they have no replacement or comparable service. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not even like someone like Lewis Rossman's even a threat to Apple's business. Because, again, Apple can't keep up with their own repair business. Uh, it's more that Apple wants people to constantly be buying new machines. And there, there again, is that Wall Street pressure, right, That for that double-digit growth to keep going. It's just, uh, it's just unsustainable. I mean, but... You know, Apple needs to have some level of repairability, at least on their professional machines. And if they don't want this right to repair stuff being passed, uh, they're they're going to have to do better. Because at some point, people who spend a lot of money in Apple products are going to get fed up with this and support laws like this. And these laws may not be implemented very well. You know, knowing anything about government, the the laws they pass regarding technology, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Tubes that used to be represented Alaska, you know, they probably don't want that either. So it's an Apple. It behooves Apple. It's in their best interests to uh, maybe ease up on this a little bit. Also, a class action lawsuit. Apple wouldn't fare too well on that. At least my opinion. You know, my opinion may not be right, but confronted with a class action lawsuit about Apple's repair policies, I think they might suffer. Now, they may be fine print, and I haven't read the contracts fine print that puts them in the clear and i'm sure there is but in terms of an individual's rights they could that could be legislated and changed yeah i mean i I couldn't tell you about the lawsuit angle i and i'm sure there's probably some some litigation as we speak there always is when it comes to apple but um yeah it would seem like uh it would seem like the smart the smart thing on apple's part would be to uh find find a better way to go about this than what they're doing now and and furthermore they really they really need to improve their genius bar experience it's gone downhill significantly over the past few years uh you know they've had a lot of trouble with leadership at the apple store end and uh, they need improvement there and i'll just i'll just leave it at that is it conceivable here that the huge expansion of the apple store is one of the reasons why quality has gone down there's more of a need to hire people and maybe what they're doing isn't quite as thorough as it should be. Oh, totally. I mean, I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, they. I mean, it, it, Apple. You know, a lot of people will use scale to excuse a lot of uh, dumb things Apple does. But this is a case of the scale is just simply ridiculous. You, you know, one of the things I've been meaning to make. Uh, a response to some of Rossman's videos, where he, you know, he he's always kind of saying like, "Oh, the the Genius Bar is a ripoff." 
but you know the thing is apple can't tr- you know how many people can apple possibly train in micro soldering and being able to you know remove chips from a board and clear corrosion and things like that you know for the most part apple trains uh you know, mid-level people to replace logic boards, you know, that, and, and that's probably the best thing they could do at scale. Apple has a, re- a serious scale problem in, in the repair space, which is all the more reason they need more of those independent shops. And I can understand why they wouldn't want to, well, they wouldn't want too many of those rogue shops out there because a lot of them do really bad work. You know, I, I'm thinking specifically of the mall kiosks and they use bad these bad displays and things like that and i'm sure plenty of those people come to the apple store and then uh it's a huge headache huge expensive headache for apple i understand that point of view and i can understand uh, apple having that point of view without there necessarily being a cynical angle to it but i'm just saying apple has such scale problems that they need to come up with something uh a little different or you know something apple could do they could loosen the regulations a bit on the apple authorized uh, repair uh, places. Like, for instance, I think if you're an Apple authorized repair center, you have to move like $10 million of Apple product a year. I'm sorry, I could have that wrong, but it is a ridiculous number of, of stuff you have to sell to be one of those Apple authorized people. And if they could just like, don't not do that, you, you know, if, if they could go, uh, they can make it more accessible for qualified technicians to open shop and be under the Apple umbrella. Uh, I think that would be a tremendous improvement, and they could thwart a lot of this stuff uh, at the pass. Right, and a business with one or two people who may be perfectly trained to service Apple gear. Moving $10 million of business has got to be difficult or impossible. These are small businesses. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, even for someone like, uh, you know, Lewis Rossman, who's, uh, you know, in Manhattan, that would be very difficult to do. Um, so, and, and, and Apple's also went after those small businesses uh, who refurbish things and sell on Amazon. You know, I mentioned earlier, as part of the deal Apple now has with Amazon, Amazon kicks off everyone. You cannot sell anything Apple related unless you're Apple approved. Um Great, great win for Apple, right? But uh, yeah, this has effectively killed a lot of small businesses, and it's a shame because a lot of these people are refurbishers, and and you know they're actually helping the environment, which Apple claims is something uh, that they're doing. Uh, so yeah, it's just it, it's a terrible situation, and Apple could be handling it much better, and and they could do a lot more to embrace these people in the community and to bring them in and improve service for the customer. And, and I'm afraid that's one of the things Apple has. Um, straight away from they don't care as much about the customer they're so focused on, on keeping this growth up uh but it, i mean in some ways a, uh, apple post jobs the quality of the product is tremendously better in some ways in some ways but in a lot of ways it's worse um you know and and there's a lot of things apple could be doing a better job of this is definitely one of those places well if you make the gear unrepairable <laughs> quality control right, means nothing that it's ridiculous a little into the political arena we all know about the controversial nature of people in the Department of Justice, such as Rod Rosenstein, who's a deputy attorney general. We're not going to talk about the stuff related to the Trump administration. I do not want to get into the political winds here. But what I do want to ask here is a story I read quoting Rosenstein as saying that companies like Apple are trying to defeat legitimate law enforcement. And that talks about the security, the encryption applied on Apple gear, mm. iPhones, specifically iPads, where 
if law enforcement needs to break in to get information about a possible criminal, they can't. Of course, there are third-party devices that supposedly do this. Drive Savers, very well-known company that does hard drive repair. You know, your hard drive breaks, they will get the data. I guess they get it also from flash drives. And they claim to have a service now that will allow you to unlock an iOS device. And I assume law enforcement can get involved, but law enforcement wants companies like Apple to be more proactive about this. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. But that goes back to the original, the original issue here. It goes back to a previous FBI director, James Comey whether they should have a way for law enforcement to get the information off that iPhone. But at what cost? Right. I'm totally in Apple's camp on this. Um, I don't think it's Apple's responsibility or duty to give exploits or to install exploits for the federal government or any government, uh, which would include China, Russia, North Korea. 
I don't think uh, that's Apple's job. And furthermore, something people need to understand, and I, I, see, I can understand the government side of things. I understand the law and order side. Here's the problem, though. If Apple puts in a back door for the FBI or gives them some sort of exploit, it's going to be out there in the wild and any criminal worth their salt is going to have their hand on that. Not only that, but of course, the Chinese government will have it. Vladimir Putin will have it. You, you know, you name it, everyone will have it. There's, you know, and and uh, the NSA is, you know, has said stuff like, "Oh, well, if you give it to us, we'll keep it secret." But then, um, I can't remember the exact uh, details of this, but I remember uh, some company gave the NSA an exploit, and it's been leaked all over the place. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the conspiracy theory stuff. Oh, leak it on purpose, or you know, or whatever. Um, but I mean, just the fact remains that. If uh, if one actor has this, then sooner or later, everyone will have it. And so um, the most responsible thing for Apple to do is to try to prevent this stuff as much as possible. I mean, yes, they should cooperate with lawful orders um, as much as is reasonable. But when it gets to the point where they're being asked to hand out exploits that defeat their own security, uh, I think Apple has to has to stick to the guns. That's it right there. That's the issue, and therefore, what's going to happen is people will design devices to break in and all that sort of thing, and this way they will try to stop it. But as you say, for every crime they might prevent, you may enable a million other criminals to do nasty things. Yes. So, I mean, uh, now, if a court compels them or whatever, I mean, I guess they got to do what they got to do, but, you know... I think as long as it's within Apple's power, they need to fight this. They need to do everything they can to fight it. Uh, and that is the responsible thing to do for the overall greater good. I wanted to bring something else about security to mention, and you've written about it in tidbits. There seems to be a rash of emails lately where you get a letter in broken English, usually, where they claim to have hacked one of your passwords. And maybe they did get an older password you use, and we understand there have been so many hacks of data from online stores and elsewhere. Marriott Hotels had a break-in. That maybe they got something. And they will claim that I have a picture of you from your webcam watching the sites you visit. And they claim, well, you visited a porn site. And I will broadcast this far and wide if you don't pay me Five hundred or a thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Now, in my case, if someone thought they saw me do that, I'd say, "What the heck? Say what you want about me." But some people might be hoodwinked into giving them money. Yeah, and uh, and and fairly smart people can be tricked by this. I've uh, actually had friends on Facebook who'd be like, "Hey, I'm being targeted by this. What do I do?" You know, as people that typically should know better, and this is a I don't want to say it's a very it's a super sophisticated attack, but it's a lot more sophisticated than people are used to. And the fact that they there's there have been so many leaked uh, passwords out there, it's it's really given an opening for uh, stuff like this. And you know, if you're the kind of person that doesn't change your password very often, it could really fool you then, right? Um, so I just want your listeners to know if you get one of these, uh, ignore it, trash it, laugh about it, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. Don't give these people money. To hell with them it's nothing but a scam and and you know furthermore i mean unless you're like a pa- it's like you said unless you're like a pastor of a church or something uh you know it's probably nothing it wouldn't even be that big of a deal if they had hacked you i mean 
Heck, uh, I remember just after the 2016 election, Josh Marshall, this uh, writer for Talking Points Memo, just started posting porn to his Twitter account. And everyone was like, what the hell? He, <laughs> he never responded. He never acknowledged it. There's apparently no consequences for it. And uh, he's still a Talking Points Memo and, just, and still a respected news person and no one seems to care and everyone just forgot about it so i mean that's just the world we're living in now but yeah if you get these emails uh just laugh about it move on now i will say uh what is disturbing about these emails is that it, it does show that the that spammers these scammer spammers are starting to personalize them to a degree and i'm sure that's going to get more advanced in the future so that's something i'm a bit concerned about uh, but for now, you can laugh it off. Yeah, as I said, if someone wants to say, Gene visited a porn site, so what's the big deal? I don't say that I do. But it's not going to destroy me as host of a technology program or host of a paranormal program, especially a paranormal program where people assume I'm crazy. There you go. Right. You know, it might actually get me more listeners, but I'm not going to do it on that. Believe me. <laughs> Well, no, when someone says, believe me, you know, they're not telling the truth. Okay, you ignore that, okay? Don't believe that, okay? Fine, fine. I haven't talked to you in a while, and I want to get your feeling about the newest iPads and the newest Macs and the iPad Pro, for example. Apple is selling it more and more as a productivity device. The real version of Photoshop fully enabled is going to be on there. Mm -hmm. All that sort of thing. But you still see problems where iOS cripples the ability to get work done in certain categories. I think typing is still miserable. Even if you hook up a keyboard, you have to yeah. sit there and there's no trackpad capability, no way to put a mouse on there, no way to turn it into a notebook. You know, there's a big push from people who are just bound and determined uh, they want to try to prove the iPad is a great productivity device. And I'm not sure what their motivation is other than just Apple fanboyism, because I I do not want to do my work from an iPad. I've experimented from it. I've done a little work from an iPad. Um, I don't want to be limited to what an iPad does. I very much fear a future in which Apple gets to approve every app I run on my own device. Um, you, you know, I enjoy my freedom uh, with the Mac, with PCs, with Linux. I enjoy being able to do things that uh, the vendor doesn't necessarily want me to do. And, and I feel like with this forced meme of trying to switch to iOS for everything, I, I feel like that's pushing us toward even, an even more authoritarian future than we're already looking at. That said, I do understand some people work well from an iPad, especially if you're the creative type. I think this new iPad Pro is a fantastic device. And I'll, I say this as someone who likes iOS, uh, but I'm also afraid that if you made iOS as powerful as a Mac, then you would take away a lot of the things that makes iOS great in the first place. iOS is already a lot more complicated than it used to be. I'm not sure that's necessarily a good thing uh, for most people. So uh, now as far as these new Macs, um, I, I don't really, th I didn't really think they're a great deal. Uh, I, I did a, another, this is another one I did a YouTube video on and kind of gave a buy or don't buy ratings to these things. I don't think the, the new MacBook Air is a very good product, although there were some tremendous sales over Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You can get these for under $1,000 from some places. Now, for that price, I think it's definitely worth looking at, but uh, the, the manufacturer suggested to repel, 
retail price. Uh, it's about $100 less than the Touch Barless MacBook Pro. And I just have to ask, why not get a MacBook Pro instead and get that much more capability? The the Mac Mini, I've actually, as much as I think it's a ripoff in, in so many ways, uh, you know, at least if you compare it to the PC world. But here's the thing with the Mac Mini is if uh, you are stuck to the Apple ecosystem, especially if you're like an app developer, I do think it's a good machine to get. Uh, it is still the lowest priced Mac. Um, it, and this one actually has some definite improvements over the last one, thankfully. Uh, the 2014 model was a downgrade from the 2012 in a lot of ways. So if, if uh, you're the kind of person that needs a machine like that, uh, then you know more power to you. Let's do our break here. One more sure. segment with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Now Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. Join online at www.acs2018.com. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join the American Cannabis Summit, visit ACS2018.com or text JOIN to 76280. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Text JOIN to 76280. Text JOIN to 76280 now. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify. 
the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts up 77 to 88988 at 4 imprint we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items with our 100% guarantee it'll be right the first time on time every time your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers build your brand and grow your business Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting UP77 to 88988. That's UP77 to 88988. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and Partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. A concern I have about the Mac Mini is that originally it was, what, $499, then it went up to $599, then the 2014 version was back at $499, losing the ability to get a quad-core processor and to be able to open the case to add memory. Now, the new version at $799, with difficulty, you can open it and pull out a few subsystems and change RAM if that's what you want. You can change the drive and solder to the logic board. You can configure a Mac Mini with two terabytes solid-state drive, maximum RAM, fastest processor, etc., to a computer that cost over $4,000 for a Mac Mini. Now, maybe they're trying to get the market that HP has with their mini workstation. And maybe they're trying to get it to be used more in data centers because it can be configured that way. But at the same time, the people who just want a cheap computer, a Mac, and they've got a display from their PC and a mouse and keyboard, it's not as attractive, not nearly. Mm -hmm. Right. Where, Where are you going with that? MacBook Air. Yeah. It's better than the MacBook, except a little heavier. Why do we need a MacBook anymore? Right. I'm not sure what the point of the MacBook is. I'm not sure whatever the point of the MacBook. Uh, I mean, other than just as a design experiment, I don't really see why. I, I'm not, I don't understand why you'd buy one unless they just put it at a huge discount. Well, Apple hasn't updated it, so maybe they got the message. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect that one to stay in the market for very long. Yeah, we'll have to see whether that is what happens with that model. But again, there's no reason. A MacBook Air, who cares if it weighs a few ounces more? Is that going to really hurt your shoulder when you lug it around across the airport to your gate? Right, I mean, it's not like you're lugging around a Lenovo ThinkPad or something. <laughs> you know, it's like a brick of a computer. You know, these things have been pretty thin for a while. You know, I have a uh, 2016 MacBook Pro sitting here on my desk, and uh, it's plenty light, plenty thin. It's not much bigger than my iPad Pro. Uh, ten, I should specify my 10 and a half inch iPad Pro. So I, I'm not sure what a thinner model exactly gets you, you, you know, but hey, hey, if you find a good deal on it, you know, more power to you if you want to get that. But I, I, th- I think right now the, the best 
uh, portable Mac to buy. Uh, although I don't think none of them are particularly great, but uh, but the uh, Touch Bar less MacBook Pro at around thirteen hundred dollars. Unless you happen to find a good deal on the new MacBook Air or the uh, the MacBook. Okay, the Touch Bar. That was a miss. We've had hits and misses. That certainly was a miss. It's a feature that maybe some people use if their apps are customized for it. But the way it's implemented, it becomes less intuitive because you can't just touch type on it. You've got to look down at the keys because you can't feel what's going on. Yeah, you know, we did an analysis of the touch bar for tidbits, and I found it just utterly pointless because... And I think Apple's loosened up on this a little bit, but a Apple says to not have anything on the touch bar that isn't on screen. So okay, so why don't I just click the the element on screen? And yeah, and, and there's no feel at all. You have to you have to look down at it, which defeats the purpose of having a keyboard shortcut. See, so yeah, I I just find the the touch bar totally superfluous. Um, I don't find it particularly useful. Uh, I'd rather uh, they just not have that. On the on the laptop, and either make it cheaper or put that money towards something more useful. What is sure here is that, other than the iMac, every other Mac has become more expensive. In an area where we have a flat PC market, where Apple wins a few, loses a few in terms of market share, in terms of sales, what's the advantage other than to make more money from each unit? Uh, run that by me again. What, what's that now? All new Macs are more expensive. Uh-huh. Right. This is coming at a time when the PC market is pretty flat or declining right. in some respects. Other than getting more money per unit for Apple, mm-hmm. what's the advantage of boosting all those prices? Are we getting more value? No, because a lot of it is just speed bumps and maybe a slightly thinner case. Right, or silly stuff like the touch bar. Well, I mean, I think the fact is Apple either thinks or knows it has a captive market. You know, they have a loyal, dedicated base for one reason or the other. A lot of people need a Mac for their work or they're just loyal to the Apple brand for, for whatever reason. And so they have X number of people. They can be pretty sure and have to buy a Mac every so often. And so they figure out, okay, how much can we make? How much more expensive can we make this thing? And, uh, and, and these people still buy it, you know, as, as often as they usually do. That's, that's the thing they have to figure out, right? So, um, you know, I mean, ostensibly, yeah, I could switch to a Windows machine. I'm actually running Windows on my MacBook right here for various reasons. Um, but, uh, you know, for a lot of people, that just isn't viable. You know, if, if you need iMovie, you need Final Cut Pro or Preview or, or the various, you know, useful Mac applications or, you know, is this really what you like to use? You're not going to run out and buy a Dell. That's going to be a very frustrating experience for you. So, I mean, to, to put it in the simplest terms, Apple has a captive market, and they're uh, making the most of it. Well, let's see how that works out. It may reach a point where there's enough customer resistance that doesn't make a good deal. Because the big thing about Apple's promotion is that of new Mac sales, it's always around 50% are new to the platform which means that existing users don't upgrade it near as much as they used to because the machines last such a long time. So in that being the case, if that 50% becomes 40% because of customer resistance to the prices, what does Apple do? Cut the prices back down again? 
Yeah, I mean, if you know, I think they're they're trying to do this in a in a very slow, calculated manner. I mean, it's not like Apple prices are that much more than what they used to be. Um, so you know, you, you kind of just boil the frog over time and hope you don't get too much resistance. Now, if they do reach a point, let's say they raise the prices a bit as they're doing now, and over time the unit sale the unit sales start to dwindle. And that's not a problem for Apple anymore because they don't release unit sales, right? But let's say the revenues start to dwindle. People aren't, people are second guessing Apple purchases. Maybe they're holding on to their older models for longer. Maybe they're buying uh, competitors' products instead. Um, then, yeah, I think, again, Apple will just kind of slowly ramp down the prices. Uh, you know, or, or they'll, or they don't ever make a big deal out of, out of uh, slashing prices, but they could, you know, over time lower the prices, like, say, the MacBook Air. Uh, you know, and cut into their margins a bit. And see, this is all the more reason. I think it's going to be really important for for journalists to cover Apple's finances every quarter to take a look at those margins and see what those margins are doing. Because those margins, let's say they're about, I think they're about 38% right now. They're projected to stay around 38%. You know, if suddenly quarter one, quarter two, those margins go down to like 33% or, you know, they have a dip of some kind, then you can start saying, okay, yeah, Apple is, uh, is uh, having to cut into that a bit to keep sales up. Got to wrap it here. Where do we find more of your stuff, Josh? Tidbits.com on Twitter, uh, J centers, uh, look me up on YouTube Just search for Josh centers. You can find my videos on there. And, uh, take control books.com for all the various books I've released. I got a new one on the way. Josh Sanders, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. All right. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Former President George H.W. Bush has died in Texas. He was 94. The 41st president had battled a series of illnesses in recent years, bronchitis, Parkinson's, pneumonia, and sepsis, with numerous hospitalizations. But the biggest blow came on April 17th, when he lost his wife Barbara after 73 years of marriage. As a young Navy pilot, Bush's plane was shot down and he had to bail out over the Pacific. 
As a far older man, he would jump from planes again to celebrate his 80th, 85th, and 90th birthdays. He was asked why he still skydives. It feels good. There's an exhilaration. It sends a message all around the globe that just because you're an old guy, you don't have to sit around drooling in the corner. Get out and do something. Get out and enjoy life. You're listening to USA Radio News. Money, 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 money. You got to have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call LendingTree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business. So you'll get loans with competitive interest rates, and in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call LendingTree now. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call, 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer joining us. And we have a lot of issues that were raised by our previous guest, Josh Centers, that I want Brian to tackle. This way, we get two different slants, or maybe the same slant. And one of them is, you know, we have Apple with the 5K iMac that can drive another 5K iMac. And then we have the MacBook Pro that can drive two 5K displays. Okay, so we have the iMac can drive a 5K display. The MacBook Pros, the 15-inch, can drive two 5K displays, I believe, right? Or was it one or two? And then the iMac Pro. I mean, all this, they have all this GPU horsepower. And now, how many 5K displays do you have to choose from? We have the LG, and Dell announced it at one time. I don't even think it ever went on sale. Why the dearth of 5K displays? I would imagine, uh, so Dell does have a 27-inch, 5k display for sale right now 
just FYI. But I, I, part of it is I don't think there are that many. I mean, Apple seems to be the one company that has led the charge in um, in making machines that can do this. If you remember when the iMac 5K was first released, 4K displays at that time were the you know, oh my goodness, that's that's a high resolution, and Apple had to come up with its own custom connector to make that work. So I haven't paid that much attention to the rest of the PC industry in the intervening time, but I, I think that Apple is the one is just like the one company making computers that are focusing on that resolution. I just looked at Dell's page where they list the 5K display, the UP2715K. You go to the site and there's no place to place an order. <laughs> I, I was actually trying to figure that out right after I said that they had one for sale. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying is that it's announced that's for sale and somebody has a used one I see for sale at Adorama and Apple, of course, sells the LG, but you can't buy the Dell yeah. or let's see Amazon. Let's see if Amazon allows you to buy it. Uh, do, 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 5K display. And I'm looking here. It's currently unavailable. We don't know when or if this item will be back in stock. So, yeah, it's a nice-looking display. I think it looks nicer than the one from LG, which is kind of pedestrian, to put it mildly. But you can't buy it. And I see, and you know, HP is doing their 34-inch wide curved display, which is really, really sexy. But it's not a, it's it's not a 5K display. I'm looking over at that company that I really don't want to name, but I will anyway, Samsung trying to see if they have one because they've got a 28 inch, a 27 inch and a 34 inch curved, but I can't tell what the, what the uh, resolution is. I know I I really need to have a curved display. I just really, really pray for a curved display. You would love one. No, they're nice. They're nice. I, you know, I, I, uh, the, the, the HP one is really, really sexy looking. I believe you. All right. So <laughs> now I'm kind of thinking here, Apple is supposed to come out with a new displays. I guess when they release the Mac Pro next year, assuming they release the Mac Pro next year, and I'll take it that probably have to because they've been promising it for a while. I think Apple's going to sell 8K. And part of it is that the movie industry is moving to 8K. Well, uh, that you know, I suppose that's possible, Gene. But if you remember when they did 5K, that was supposed to be room for 4K video with another thousand K, another thousand pixels left over for uh, you know palettes and controls and things like that. So does 8K even cut it? Well, that's 10K. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would actually that if if they're going to take that same angle, they would they would they would move to 10K. I have no idea about display technology what that beast will cost. Now, when they came out with the 5K Retina display, the original model in 2014 was a few hundred dollars more than the regular 27-inch iMac, but it filtered down to fill the entire product line, so the 17.99 version is yeah. a 5K display. They all are. So will Apple introduce a 10K display, like a some kind of oddball size that is appropriate to that resolution, sell it for three, four grand, and then over the years it'll filter down 
and maybe they'll des- design a a supersized iMac to go with it. You know, I suspect, Gene. I suspect that we're actually going to be looking at 5K displays being the rule for another few years from Apple. I don't think they're going to move to an 8K, and I don't. I don't think a 10K exists yet well, i don't think 8k like yeah the, the 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 tv and movie industry or the movie industry in particular is is you know making noise about 8k because they always want to be pushing the boundaries but no one's buying those tv there i mean those tvs i don't even think exist yet are there 8k tvs yes they are they're very very expensive the movie industry they have cameras like red has a camera i think it's thirty thousand dollars that's 8k so i assume Certain movies like blockbuster movies might be shot in 8K. But they will be edited down to 4K, probably. They're just using that extra information. And when they use terminals to edit those things, it'll simply be sampled down to 4K. Yeah, I mean, the vast majority of people don't have 4K TVs. I mean, like, I know that the industry likes to push forward. I know that you know, the, the movie, movie industry in particular, or the TV industry in particular, wants to, to, to keep coming out with new things so that people don't sit on their TVs forever since they last uh, a long time these days. Uh, but I, I, really, I, don't, I think Apple's going to be in the 5K display business for, for a while. And remember this, too. Even though a lot of people don't have 4K, the fact of the matter is, however, that if you go to the store, only the very, very cheapest models or HD. Mm. Everything above $300, $350 or so is 4K. It may not make a difference when you get a 37-inch or a 42-inch TV, and they probably don't have advanced display features such as HDR, but they are definitely, most definitely 4K. That's enough of this. Word. <laughs> oh, well, there's a story out now that to expand Apple Music, Apple is making a deal with Amazon. So Alexa-powered devices, using Alexa rather than Siri, will be able to, if you ask the proper commands and maybe face east or west or the moving sun, no, seriously, they'll be able to run Apple Music. Yeah. That's pretty, that's a pretty, it's, I am surprised by this. I am surprised by this. Um, I wasn't surprised when Apple brought Apple Music to Android. That made a lot of sense. I am very surprised that they're bringing it to uh, Alexa in part because, um, you know, Alexa devices don't have, at least the Amazon Alexa devices don't necessarily have the highest fidelity, and Apple is all prissy about its uh, its fidelity and, you know, and, and the, the HomePod is supposed to sound fantastic, etc. So uh, it, it, it's, it's a pretty big move for Apple. It's a good move for Amazon. Consumers certainly win. It's, it's one of those rare things that I just didn't think would happen, and I'm surprised that it is happening, and it's great. Well, look at the stats now. Apple Music is ahead of Spotify. In the U.S., Spotify remains ahead of Apple Music overseas, and overall, Spotify is growing faster. So maybe this is Apple's way to 
kind of level the playing field by making it available on more devices. I don't know how many people have Alexa devices. You see the commercials. I have no idea what the sales are. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay 
holiday heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice. And it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website, sunshinepillows.com, or call us, 253-678-1361. Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So with Brian Chaffin, we did 5K displays. We talked briefly about Apple Music on Alexa. Anything more to tell us? Well, I guess we have to talk about the TV shows. Is that for 2019? Do we know? Okay, we don't know. 2019 feels right to me. And the reason why it feels right to me is that they've been signing these deals for the last year. They've been putting these shows together. They've been signing the contracts. Uh, They're not going to want to sit on these shows forever. So 2019 feels right for me to me for Apple releasing um, to at least the, at the very least beginning to release some of this original content that, it, that it's buying and producing. Now, I don't know at this point whether Apple has begun to actually produce them. I assume we'll know that because the trades will report it. Yeah, some of them, some of them are definitely in different stages of development. Um, you know, like 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 we were we were in the last few months, we've heard about uh, shows that weren't even named, you know, and Apple was signing several without even having a pilot uh, produced. So but but uh, some of these deals are now at least a year old. And so you would think that that they are either close to being in production or are in production. At the same time, we see how changes are in the industry. Disney's new video service is going to go online. They're going to have a Loki-based series with Tom Hiddleston, the original star from the movies. The Marvel shows on Netflix are dying fast. So, of course, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were canceled after a couple of seasons. Now, just after... Wait, wait, wait. wait. They, They were canceled like netflix got rid of them or disney pulled them they were canceled i don't know whether it has anything to do with that or not but they were canceled and then of course we have daredevil which i thought was a fairly fairly successful program and that one just completed its third season it's gone so they still have jessica jones they still have the punisher i don't know if defenders will ever come back because it brings all the heroes i don't know if that really makes difference but getting back to apple's tv shows we know when they'll go in production because the trades will tell us variety hollywood reporter and everything else but even when they go in production 
if they haven't yet, it means at least another year before they actually premiere? Um, not necessarily when they go. I mean, when they go into production, I would assume that we could see the the first episodes in as little as a couple of months. One, I mean, once they're actually shooting. Well, you know, with a TV series, for example, they may start shooting for an October premiere date in August. So they have a full production there, and in three, four months, they're ready to bring you episodes. But if they're going to do the Netflix thing, which is film all the episodes and then release them for binge viewing, that's going to take an additional six or eight months to do that. Yeah, but so far, Apple hasn't done that. Apple has done the, we're releasing stuff, uh, you know, a new episode every week. Um, we don't know if Apple, I mean, that's what the Apple produce shows. So it, it's certainly possible that they'll change it up with all of these new shows. And they're going to see this, you know, look at the success uh, that Hulu has had and look at the success that Amazon has had and Netflix and go ahead and release them for binge watching. But I, I, I'm not convinced Apple's going to do that. And if they don't do that, if they do decide that they're going to release them um, a week at a time, they may well do what broadcast TV has done for decades, which is be at, you know, sometimes even like a week or less ahead of the air date. Oh, yeah. They might be editing it until like, yeah, the final days and everything like that. Yeah. There were a lot of episodes of, uh, of the X-Files that were still being edited in the hour before, before they had to be, you know, turned in for air. Well, right now, Kevin Smith is directing an episode of Supergirl. And I think it's the next episode or the one after. Yeah, it's the next episode. And if he's still editing it now because they just put up the shots, it has to go on the air on Sunday, which is day after you hear the show. So, yeah, I can see it working to the very next day. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It's interesting what Netflix is the is the first company that did this and, and with the house cards where they released the entire season all at one time, which means that everything had to be produced and edited and filmed and all of it done ahead of time. And, and now they're done with the entire thing and now they release it. And fans clearly love that. And it would, I, it's, it, it's interesting, Gene, this week I had a conversation with Jim Dalrymple of uh, the loop. And this was on the, the Apple context machine, which is my weekly podcast at the Mac observer. And uh, Jim was poo-pooing the idea that Apple is is going to do well with its shows because it's being because it's steering away from the edgy stuff. It's not doing violence. It's not doing sex. May not be doing profanity. And he thinks that that's really really going to hurt Apple. And but understand uh, also, we don't know how far Apple is going to veer away from that. They may be like broadcasting TV, which skirts it. They may be like the free quote-unquote cable channels like USA Today where they drop a word. So it's borderline PG-13. You know, we only hear the rumors. Nothing has been shocked yet. Decisions can change. Decisions can change. We know that Apple... I'm actually... Okay, firstly, I'm personally optimistic that Apple is going to do well with these shows. I've been very encouraged by the people they're signing. I've been very encouraged by the descriptions of the shows. I've been very encouraged by the caliber of of the projects that have that have been you know released or leaked. I, I 
I do wonder how much Apple's puritanism is going to is going to negatively impact the quality of of the shows. It certainly could work. We know, though, on the on the like contrary side, we know that the Apple produced shows, like in particular, I'm thinking of Carpool Karaoke. That, that first season of Carpool Karaoke was not good, and it was not good because they went back and and edited out all the profanity. And because they weren't shot to not have profanity, the end result of editing them just made the made them really uninteresting and and not not good. So you know, I, I I'm hopeful that Apple's going to do well with this, but I certainly have my doubts. But remember, we see carpool karaoke on network TV, so there is a clean, sanitized version where Paul McCartney and Barbara Streisand are not cursing. Yeah, but the difference is that those are five to 10 minute segments, not 30 minute segments. It is a completely different show from uh, James Corden's uh, um, Late Late Show, right? Uh, the, the, the versions that are on there are shorter. They get to just make them the very, very best things. And the, the versions that, that Apple has produced and and shown are you know have more sketches and more skits and more setup stuff it's 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 a very different show well remember the one with paul mccartney which i think is online the version you see on tv is short but he ran a mini concert in liverpool and just that would take what 20 minutes or so Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's true yeah, if you're gonna, that's cheating though. That's that's a that's a concert. That's not a that's not a show. I don't oh, know, remember I, this too that Paul McCartney. I can't believe he does what he does. He's 76 years old, and he's up there like a kid. I mean, the voice is not the voice that we remember. Mm-hmm. He had this fabulous his range. Gone. He had the greatest range of any member of the Beatles. He could also do that rasp like Little Richard. But when you do that for 50 or 60 years, the voice goes, ah. So he's kind of raw. But he's still Paul McCartney. Okay, yeah. we got more to come. Not about Paul McCartney, or maybe we will. Talking with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. Quick reminder that the best way to support this radio show is to become a member of Tech Night Out Plus. And to do that, you've got to check out the information how to sign up at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot And when you get there, you'll see the information. Prices start at just $1.49 a week, which means our price is cheap. Less than a cup of coffee at most convenience stores. And certainly a lot less than Starbucks, right? And Starbucks won't advertise in the show, so I can rag on them. I hear your keyboard, sir. Sorry. Okay. Starbucks won't advertise. Starbucks won't advertise on this show, so therefore, well, I think they won't. If they do, I won't. Yeah, I know I'm not going to let an advertiser dictate that. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the purest for you and your family. For over 14 years, thousands have depended on Berkey Clean Water. The Berkey Guy has you covered at home, work, and on the go with water filtration systems of every size for every budget. Now, GCN listeners receive 10% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN at GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. So, now we talk about Apple's TV shows. The medium of broadcast, will it become an enhanced part of Apple Music? would be a service that includes some people saying an enhanced version of Apple Music, Apple News, and then the TV as a single package? Or will they drop TV shows in to boost traffic for Apple Music? Well, the, the, the rumor, the, le- the supposed leak we've heard, this come from Ming-Chi Kuo, an analyst who I think gets way more credit for being right than he deserves because he's so often wrong but he uh, he did successfully uh, um uh, report reveal that uh, apple was going to move to USB C on the new ipad pro models so he was right there but he's been wrong about so many things he says that apple's tv shows are going to be free just free just free to apple users you've got an apple device you can watch them i don't believe that for a second i don't believe that even not even not even a tiny little bitty second and the reason why I don't believe that is because Tim Cook and Luca Maestri, that would be Apple CEO Tim Cook and Apple CFO Luca Maestri, have both said that services are growing, that they're going to continue to grow, that they've got, they had um, uh, plans to double services revenue within, I don't know, a year or two or something along those lines. This was starting six, nine months ago. They said this. And it, when when Apple is looking so hard at extracting more money 
for services. That's more money from, from me and you as Apple customers. I do not see how they can say that and then turn around and give premium original video, movie, TV show, documentary content away for free. That makes zero sense to me. It also makes zero sense to me that Apple would charge us 10 bucks a month for streaming music, but then give us for free original videos and TV shows. Or maybe they'll have an enhanced version called Apple Music and TV for $5 more a month. I also think it depends how many shows they have. Remember, Netflix has quite a number of TV series, even with the ones that have been canceled, and tons and tons of movies. Hulu has quite a few things, but just having 10 or 20 TV shows and nothing else does not a streaming network make. This is true. We don't know what other content Apple might finally be able to bring along to this party. Uh, I personally think that it'll be another 10 bucks a month for the, for the uh, streaming video stuff. Maybe it combined 17 or, or you know, 17.99 or 18.99 for both music and video. Yeah, and, but and no one's going to pay. You're going to pay $10 a month for 10 or 15 TV shows. Maybe you'll only want to watch one or two. Again, I think more than 20. What are you talking about? How many are the two dozen? Let's look here. You are hear my keyboard going. Apple TV show guide. As we speak, he's going to count the number of TV shows that we know about. Obviously, there may be others we we don't. But usually this gets in the trades. It gets in the trades because producers have to be hired. Actors have to be hired. 22 shows that we know of so far. I said two dozen. I was pretty close. You said 10 or 15. All right. I'm I'm thinking here, though, even with two dozen shows. It's actually more than that. It's a 27. Okay. 27 shows. What percentage of those shows will the average viewer want to see? Five? that's a lot of content to come come out with, you know, swinging out of the gate. Yes, it is. But I don't think it's enough for that kind of service, especially if they drop all at once. If they drop it once a week, I could see that. I could see, like, for example, CBS All Access. Yeah, okay, but I mean, what, we don't know what other content Apple will be able to bring to the table. You know, we, we've long known that Apple wanted to bring some sort of streaming video service to market we also know that the studios and networks were extraordinarily uh, resistant to that idea and that and and it seems like apple is is eventually decided well if we want to do this we're going to have to do it the netflix way we're going to have to do our own original content to, to to make sure we have the eyeballs and then we've got the the power to negotiate the other deals too and remember though the networks will largely have their own services Disney for ABC, going to have its own network, CBS All Access. Hulu gives you NBC. You see what I mean? Gives you several networks. It's owned by them. Except for the CW, the CW streams free with commercials, by the way. Now, being at a motel right now, what bothers me about the current situation is, say I want to watch Doctor Who, and the TV set they give us doesn't have Doctor Who. I go to the BBC America site. And I can stream the shows I missed with Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who, the first female Doctor Who. Guess what? 
before I can even begin to watch anything, I have to tell them what TV service I'm using and log into it. And then I can access that content. Otherwise, forget about it. Even with commercials, I can't get it free. Okay. And? So the thing is here is that I wonder now, as the train has left the station, how many of these studios and networks will want to also deal with Apple? Because Apple might want exclusives on some content. If Apple has the... It puts up the money, Apple will be able to get the stuff. If If they put up the money... And they have the eyeballs. Apple can get the content. the The problem has been in the past that the studios, the studios didn't want to see, you know, Apple take over that customer relationship, like Apple did with uh, with consumers in the music industry. And and but but they turned around. And they signed deals with everybody else and their brother. So. I mean, at this point, I don't think they're worried about Apple owning the video space, and and I imagine that that Apple, you know, if Apple puts up some money, it'll it'll get some get some other content to put out there too. So it'll just be like Dish Network, Directv, and and whatever cable provider you have in your city, because of the fact they're be- all carrying possibly the same content. Each one is separately licensed by the studios. I think it's more likely to be the Netflix or Amazon model. Or something entirely different. I don't think it's going to be like the cable TV model. I don't think it's going to be like stations. I don't think that you're going to be able to get the Discovery Network and the Comedy Central or even necessarily the ABC channel. I think it'll be a a show-oriented service. But remember, with Amazon Prime, you join Amazon Prime, you get the video, but they have extra cost options. So if you want to rent, you pay extra. Also, they have direct links to like HBO and Showtime and things like that. If you want those services, you can sample them and subscribe additionally. And I guess Amazon gets their cut. So that's how it's kind of set up now. All right. You know, we'll see what happens. We don't know. We can only guess. We know what Apple's doing. We know they're going to do it. And we have to see how that turns out and Apple ends up with. But like I said, right now, of all the shows they see, I only see a few that I like, but then it's still early in the game. But in terms of Apple Music, though, which is where we started this discussion, in the U.S., it's growing faster than Spotify. It's number one. Spotify is growing faster elsewhere. We have Amazon Alexa now with, or coming soon, with Apple Music. How does Apple catch up with Spotify? There's certainly monetize a heck of a lot better to compete apple doesn't need to catch up with spotify that's the thing apple doesn't need all of spotify's customers because you know surprise um most of spotify's customers are not apple users you know apple i mean i don't i don't think apple music can can ever catch spotify because it is mostly well i don't know i guess it is limited to android what am i saying it's limited to android Android, now Alexa, and of course iOS, but the vast majority of of those Apple Music customers are, you know, iPhone and Mac owners, iPhone, iPad, and Mac owners. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in a Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. Join online at www.acs2018.com. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join the American Cannabis Summit, visit ACS2018.com or text JOIN to 76280. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Text JOIN to 76280. Text JOIN to 76280 now. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial just like the one you're listening to right now no other network provides the level of customer service we do when it comes to radio advertising we are your one-stop shop and no matter how big or small your business is we can help email us and advertise at gcnlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website advertise at gcnlive.com easy affordable effective
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So we're talking there about market share briefly. And we get into this discussion about Apple deciding at its last presentation of quarterly financials to announce they will no longer announce unit sales for any of their products. Now, over the years, they've cut back, like they used to say, well, they sold so many notebooks, so many desktops. It's just one thing for the Mac. They introduced the Apple Watch without unit sales, nor any of the other personal devices like that, like HomePod. The theory went that, oh, they didn't expect that Apple Watch is going to sell a lot. It ends up, of course, that Apple Watch is the number one best-selling smartwatch on the planet. And probably at this point, their sales watch. exceed that of all watches of it any individual the company. one watch on the planet. Right. So it's a number one watch on the planet. And this without telling us, but of course, you look at the sales you can infer to a certain degree. Apple tells us this is the case. And they are paying for data from, you know, the the, the rest of the industry, from the various industry watchers. So we only have Apple at its word, but I imagine that Apple is telling the truth. Well, they have to. Otherwise, the SEC is going to come looking for them. Yeah. They have to be very careful. That's why... You know, we ha- when they say, well, what is Apple telling us? Is it real? Yeah, it's real because it has to be real because that's the law. And you don't want to see Apple being charged by the SEC for reporting false sales because if you think they've come down on other companies, that could destroy Apple's reputation very, very fast with investors if they're faking. So they're not faking. Okay, so they don't have the figures. And some analysts will say, well, Apple does not expect to grow these markets in the future. Macs are flat iPads up a little, down a little, iPhones growing a little bit, but or not at all, but the increases in revenue come from higher sales prices. Counting all that, they say Apple's hiding it because they got something to hide. What do you think? Well, I think a lot on this. Uh, firstly, no company wants to, to reveal anything about what it's doing. Public companies are required to reveal financials and the reason why companies talk about numbers the numbers of of products they're selling that sort of thing is because the analysts want that information in order to recommend their stock a company's stock and so if those companies don't play ball with the analysts they might not get that recommendation well, enter Apple. Apple is uh, a unique company in about a jillion different ways. Apple has been steadily 
telling Wall Street less and less about the specifics of what it does. And it does that for one reason and one reason. Well, it does that mainly for one reason, actually, maybe two reasons. But that first reason is that they can. Apple can get away with this. Apple can get away with telling Wall Street less and still get that that uh, that recommendation. But I think what is happening with iPhone, I think we have a confluence of two things. One, Apple is deciding that unit sales are flat. Revenues are probably increasing, but unit sales are flat. And they are at the height of their power. So if they're going to stop reporting unit numbers, they better do it now because they can. And you know, we got a song and dance from, from, uh, from Tim Cook who was just clearly waiting for this question to be asked during uh, the last uh, quarterly conference call with analysts. And he said, we don't think the numbers matter. It's like you, you take your shopping basket at the grocery store, you go to the checkout line, and the cashier looks at your cart and says, well, how many, how many units do you have in there? According to Tim, that's really not the right question. That doesn't really matter. What really matters is that total value of the, of the things that are in the shopping cart. Now, okay, that's a nice line and everything, but what that really means is that Apple knows that its unit sales are not going to grow higher. And so they're charging more and more for iPhones in order to continue to get some sales growth there. But I, I think I, I think that we're looking at the confluence of several events. One is a mature smartphone market. Two is Apple is at the height of its powers, making the most money ever, and that they they felt like uh, this was the right time to go ahead and pull back this final piece of information. And remember, other companies aren't giving that information. They are not. So how can we assume here that Apple is doing something wrong? Well, it's not it's 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 not about right and wrong. It's about what Apple can get away with. I mean, there's no legal requirement that Apple or any other company report these unit sales. Like I said, that's just a trying to make the analyst happy. It's trying to make the third party metric firms happy. But Apple doesn't care about that. No, Apple cares about satisfying its stockholders and, of course, satisfying its customers so they continue to buy products and services. Wall Street, of course, not. And of course, Wall Street. And they still go around like they're doing every year now. Oh, the market for iPhones is collapsing because of the fact that we have these stories about cutbacks in component orders. Forgetting here that, of course, you're going to cut back now component orders because the March quarter, you build less product. So you got to start cutting back now to not to be overwhelmed. And Apple, of course, has very tight controls on inventory which people forget. So that's one thing. Every year they make the same mistake. Every year Apple's stock price is impacted. But if you look at their guidance for the current quarter, it's for record revenues. Uh, yes, uh, it is. Uh, and Greg Joswiak, who is one of Apple's uh, vice presidents, recently said in an interview that iPhone XR has been the highest selling um, iPhone, ever, I think, every day since, since its release. Uh, this was the same thing we got last year. We we were told that the iPhone uh, 10 was an abject failure and that no one was buying it. Uh, and then it turned out that that it has been the, the top t- selling iPhone every week since its release. I think that was what Apple said for, for like the whole year. So um, 
Yeah. There's, there, there's a lot of trying to read the tea leaves. Some of it is dishonest. Some of it is, is trying to be honest, but, but no one has, no one has the right information to really know what Apple's doing in terms of, um, in terms of production. They choose one metric or a couple, just as Tim Cook says every year. Well, you know, you can't base our sales and production based on just one or two supply chain metrics, because what they do is very complicated. They switch back and forth between companies based on the capacity they need and the ability of that company to deliver product on time at the proper price with the proper quality. Yeah, let me say something about that, too. There's a reason why Wall Street focuses on numbers. There's two reasons. One is because it's easy to do. You know, unit sales are unit sales are unit sales are unit sales, even though they're not. But the other thing is that the entire rest of the world is is competing on, you know, a rush to the bottom. They're all competing on price. They're all competing on being cheap. They're all competing on market share. You know, the secret to profit is having market share. And let's break here and then we'll get get that. Market share indeed. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Former President George H.W. Bush has died in Texas. He was 94. The 41st president had battled a series of illnesses in recent years, bronchitis, Parkinson's, pneumonia, and sepsis, with numerous hospitalizations. But the biggest blow came on April 17th, when he lost his wife Barbara after 73 years of marriage. As a young Navy pilot, Bush's plane was shot down and he had to bail out over the Pacific. As a far older man, he would jump from planes again to celebrate his 80th, 85th, and 90th birthdays. He was asked why he still skydives. It feels good. There's an exhilaration. It sends a message all around the globe that just because you're an old guy, you don't have to sit around drooling in the corner. Get out and do something. Get out and enjoy life. You're listening to USA Radio News. Money! 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 Money. You gotta have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call LendingTree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business, so you'll get loans with competitive interest rates, and in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? 
Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call Lending Tree now. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote. 800-634-1315 That's 800-634-1315 NMLS number 1136 Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's Mike's best offer ever. My Pillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, of course, as you say, there's a rush to the bottom with companies competing for market share. And they rush to the bottom to make prices cheaper, whereas Apple overall is increasing the average sale price. The average sale price of Macs is going up because new Macs are more expensive and you've got the $5,000 iMac Pro. You've got a a Mac Mini that can be optioned up to over $4,000. Mac Mini. When they come out with a Mac Pro next year, it's going to be a $15,000 computer when you option it up. So Apple gets more money out of each product because they're competing in an area where... That's where the profits and sales are made. Not that they're overcharging, because if you go to HP or Dell and look for the premium models, not the 10,000 models that cost $600, but the premium models are priced in the same range. Well, I mean, the conversation about Apple's upgrade pricing is a separate conversation. The The, the point I was I was making before the break is that Wall Street obsesses on these numbers for a reason, and that reason is because it's an easy thing to understand. You know, you can you can understand who's selling more. You know, who's selling more, and that person must be winning. That sort of thing. Uh, it, for years and years and years, we watched Wall Street <laughs> asking, like, like, what do you you know? How are you going to compete against netbooks? How are you going to compete against cheap PCs? How are you going to compete against cheap smartphones? How are you going to compete against cheap feature phones? How are you going to compete against cheap, 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 cheap? And it took a very long time for Wall Street to finally stop asking that question of Apple. And they haven't, even then, they haven't entirely stopped. And I don't think it's because they truly grok Apple's business model. They just sort of stopped asking that question because they weren't getting the answers that they were looking for. 
and I, I, I think that 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 is the, the vestiges of that is is part of why uh, we continue to uh, have Wall Street trying to measure the number of iPhones compared to everybody else's number of smartphones. Well, remember the iPhone 10 was a top seller. So what do you say now this year? If the iPhone 10R is the top, does that mean the 10? s max is right behind it and then the 10s that doesn't tell us how much of the market they occupy only that of those three models the cheaper one is the biggest seller but if they're pushing lots of 1099 and up 10 s maxes gonna still be a lot of money well in, indeed and and while people talked a lot about how the the iphone 10r was like a less expensive way of getting face id and getting uh the notch and getting you know the improved innards and things like that what everybody seemed to miss and and i i've never quite understood why is the fact that apple also made its introductory iphone start 50 dollars higher than it used to it starts at 749 in the US, whereas the iPhone 8 started at 699. So, I mean, like Apple is is seriously increasing its average selling price with the with this device, especially if they're going to be selling in numbers. And for most people, the only real difference between the 10R and the 10S or the 10S Max, other than display size and everything, would be the OLED display compared to L C D. And for most people, L C D is fine. I mean they're obvious differences if you consider the limitations of lcd such as the viewing angle but most people don't look at the side of their iphones so that doesn't make a lot of difference the other thing is the 10r has the best battery life yeah that's a thing right so yeah that is that is a thing i haven't personally heard many people citing that as the reason why they would buy it i would think that the real deal is is the the fact that it you know it's it's a seven hundred and forty nine dollar phone instead of a thousand dollar phone? That's a pretty big price difference. And the thing to bear in mind here is you're getting one ninety five percent of the features yeah. of the more expensive iPhones. And Absolutely. how many people care about three D touch? All five who use it having two cameras. Hmm, one is pretty good. Yeah, I mean maybe some. People who are more in the power user or more picky about their pictures, we get slightly better pictures with the more expensive gear, the display being somewhat better. But for most people, if you're getting 95% or 98% of the joy in a product that costs $250 less, I can dig that. Anyway, we don't know what's going to happen with sales. We'll hear about the December quarter sales probably around February 1. Maybe even February like 10th apple seems to be getting later with its reporting well it just takes longer because everything gets more complicated yeah they're a big company Mm. they do a lot of things we forget that that apple does a lot so many things that we can't keep up with and we have no idea what's in the pipeline i mean we know there's going to be a new display and we know there's going to be a mac pro but that's not going to be a high volume product Mm -hmm. no i mean well they'll sell fifty thousand a year yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a hundred thousand, maybe. And yeah, of course, it'll increase the average sale price. A lot 
will be determined by the average sale price of the products. There, you can't infer the actual mix, but you can get a good idea where people are favoring the purchase once we get stuff like that. Well, the, the, the Mac Pro gene is important from the standpoint of it being a Halo product. And it's something that Apple seemed to have forgotten. Like there, there was a, when Apple was beleaguered and, and when Apple's uh, Mac product line was was selling in a, a lot lower numbers than it is now, it was the creative professionals who carried Apple. And it was the creative professionals who made the Mac seem like the aspirational uh, uh, platform. And, it, you know, it's... It, it, the Mac Pro has always been a more important product than its numbers otherwise indicate. It's it's important to have a machine that the elite need. I think Apple lost that message very much so. Yeah. With the previous version, the trash can version, which now we can throw in the trash because it was misguided. And it took Apple far too long to realize that. And I still yeah. wonder why it's taking so long, except supposedly Apple is taking the time to observe workflows from professionals. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Have you heard my theory on this? It's, it's, I'm well, not, let I'm me not, hear, I'm let me have blah, your blah, blowing you. I'm not blah, blah, blah. No, no. When people blah, 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 say it again because I'm talking over you. I, yeah, I'm sorry, Gene. I, I wasn't blah blah blahing you. I was blah blah blahing this idea that that Apple is observing workflows. I'm sure they're doing that, but that's not what's taking so long. Uh, and I have a theory. If you would, if you'd like to hear that theory, go for it, man. Or as Arnold said, go for it. <laughs> right. My theory is this: uh, the reason why it's taken so long to to get this Mac Pro because they've, they've been working. So we, it was first mentioned in 2017. And I mean, could just, the iPod was nine months start to ship, start to ship nine months, nine months. So how long does it really take to design a new form factor? I mean, it's, it's not like, I mean, like we understand what computers are, right? It's a logic board and it's a CPU. And, and maybe you stick that T2 chip in there for some security stuff and you stick GPUs on there, and you do a bus, and you do some bits, and you have a computer, right? This is not, this, you know, like this has been figured out for a long time. Here's what it's here's what it's waiting for. It's waiting for Apple's move to its own ARM processors, and those processors aren't ready yet. They're not going to be ready until uh, 2019 at the earliest. And I think that the Mac Pro is going to uh, ship as an Apple processor device from day one and if it does it's going to be twice as fast as intel or something like that remember here when we look at the claim and i'll get some more of this in the next segment that the current ipad pro is as fast or faster than 92 percent of the notebooks being sold more to come on the tech night out live For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. 
Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Do you need extra cash to buy gifts or just to pay all those extra bills during the holidays? Well, now you can get cash fast this holiday season with a personal loan for up to $5,000 right from your phone or PC at 79cash.com. How fast can you get your cash? Well, with 79cash.com, our lenders can have your cash at your bank account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Just have a checking account and a regular source of of income. Go to 79cash.com and you can get the cash loan you need now. So if you need cash fast this holiday season to buy gifts or pay all those extra bills, go to 79cash.com and get the cash you need. Visit 79cash.com. Type www.79cash.com directly into the address bar. That's 79cash.com. 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 Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make email advertise at gcnlive.com and partner up with an experienced gcn representative advertise at gcnlive.com easy affordable effective you're listening to the tech night owl live with gene steinberg You never know what's going to happen next. 
So 92% factor, which means that if you do the geek bench and all the benchmarks, it's coming darn close to the high tier notebooks like a MacBook Pro. That's in a very, very resource restricted device with three or four gigabytes of RAM designed to maximize battery life for 10 hours. Very, very constrained. Now, what could they do if they scaled up that CPU to work in a place where there are very few restrictions in terms of power? It's a desktop well, computer. Can it scale up appropriately? I, I, you throw enough cores at it, and I think it can. I mean, there are other challenges, I think. I mean, like, the, there are ways that the ARM architecture processes calculations, processes instructions differently than the x86 instruction set and the x86 instruction set so far and that's what that's what uh, uh it, it guides intel's processors and amd's processors as well the x86 instruction set has maintained an advantage on some types of computing that is done on desktop and even laptop computers and then there are other types where, you know, Apple Apple is just killing it with its line of AX processors. It's just, I mean, th- those processors are fantastic. So if Apple was turning around and designing its own processor that is designed for desktop instead of designed for mobile, and remember that the reason why Apple went to its own processors, processors for mobile in the first place is because no one had the focus that Apple wanted on power management and speed too. So what can that team of chip engineers, what, the, the chip designers, what can they do if they are designing for desktop? I don't know, but I'm really looking forward to finding out. Now, remember also here, the Intel chips are weighted down by support for older technologies. They got to support every PC going back years. That's true. That's Whereas point. ARM processors that Apple designs are designed strictly for the requirements of Apple's products. They're not constrained by that. They can focus on optimizing CPU performance. I would wonder, I guess, in passing, how Intel emulation will fare on the ARM processor. If they say it's twice as fast as Intel, will therefore be almost as fast as Intel when they do emulation? Because they have to do emulation for probably a couple of years. Yeah, I agree. What can Apple do for itself in this particular regard? I mean, they clearly have put together a world-class team of chip designers. Clearly, because they are killing it. I mean, they're beating they're beating companies who have been who have been making chips for a long time. They're beating Qualcomm. You know, Intel has has never really done well in in the mobile space. They're beating Samsung. They're beating all of the companies. So, what can they do? If they are making their own processors, I can't wait to find out. I think that that's what is delaying the Mac Pro. As we said, no resource restrictions. It could pull all the current it needs within reason. Apple is still going to be pretty keen on these things being energy efficient. Sure, but it's not like a tiny device that weighs ounces and has to run for 10 hours and has all these restrictions. You have a big desktop computer modular, you know, a a 30 pound device or a 20 pound device, whatever it is. And they could build in cooling systems that can handle that. So the key here, I guess, would be if the CPU can sustain much higher performance 
because it's unrestricted. The restrictions are removed. How far can it go? Apple knows. Can they make it twice as fast as Intel? If they can come up to 92% of the speed on the iPad Pro. How far can they scale up that processor or the A13, which is what's going to happen next year? Yeah, or the A14 or the A, you know, Apple may have a new naming scheme for the desktop ones. And also, how many cores can Apple throw at it or how many individual processors can Apple throw at it? With Apple calling the shots for what it's designing and making it do exactly what they want it to do, I really think this could be an important development for us as Mac users. It'll certainly be very interesting to see how customers are going to react to that. Intel ain't going to like it, but then Intel can't even produce the smaller dies. What, they're having problems with 14 nanometer chips now, and they're trying to go down to 10, and Apple's at 7 already. Well, yeah, to be fair, TSMC is down to 7, and Apple's designing for that. Yeah, but we also know that Apple's probably pumping research dollars into TSMC. Sure, and production dollars. Right. You know, and, and, and helping them uh, get the equipment that they need to, to do whatever it is that they're going to do. I imagine that Intel has all kinds of designs for much smaller dies, but they can't make them. They can't produce them. So it's, it's Apple's success in the processor field is not just Apple's success. It's absolutely Sam, uh, uh, the TSMC's success. And before that, it was TSMC and Samsung. And before that, it was largely Samsung. Intel. Hmm. This will set apart Macs from everything else. And, of course, they can say, well, it's no longer Intel. It won't be compatible. They'll make it compatible. They'll give you good performance. I don't know how they'll do it. They might pump everything through the graphics processor. I don't know. Yeah, Apple's done this. Apple has experience doing this. Some of those people are still there. I, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some kind of a compatibility layer some kind of or you know emulation environment or something along those lines. I don't worry about that at all. I think Apple has shown that they know how to do that uh, that sort of transition. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm super I'm super stoked about this. They might do it on the hardware level because in the past it's been on the software level. They might even design some kind of core that will have no other function but processing emulated Intel code. And therefore, using yeah. hardware acceleration, they might be able to do some kind of miracle. And so I'm just going to leave it there. We have no idea what's going to happen. It sounds intriguing, though. And maybe the first step was to include the systems on a chip on Macs, for better or worse. Although there's supposedly this is something which we have to deal with very fast. Supposedly, the T2 chip on new Macs makes it more difficult for third parties to fix the products. Uh, yeah. And I think there's a trade-off there. I think that the T2 chip is doing some interesting security things and I am, I'm okay with that particular trade-off unless it's artificial. If it turns out that Apple is making, is like the T2 chip is there so that third parties can't, uh, uh, do some repairs, that's going to make me cranky. But if, it's, if that's simply a byproduct for the other benefits the T2 chip brings, I'm okay with it. So much for byproducts, Brian Chaffin. Please tell our listeners, with or without byproducts, where can they find more information? I don't know why I said that. More information uh, about what you do. 
I, I unfortunately I come with a lot of byproducts. I am the editor in chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com, and you can hear me weekly on the Apple Context Machine podcast. That's really exciting. But we'll leave it there, okay? You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. You can find Gene Steinberg on Facebook if you look for the guy in the red plaid shirt. It's not a new picture, but I'm told by independent, objective people, I don't look that much different. I actually have a picture in the closet that's getting older. As I do this, I don't know. I'm not a vampire. I am not a crook. (laughs) That sounds like that guy. Well, anyway, seriously speaking... The best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live is to become a subscriber to the Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com. We give you a special version of the show free of the network ads with better quality audio, higher bit rate. And sometimes we stick in little things there that are fascinating and extras. The prices start at just a dollar forty-nine a week. Our price cheap, like they used to say with Mad Magazine, maybe they still do. For more information, go to plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus.technightowl.com for the enhanced version of Tech Night Owl Live, free of the network ads, so you can't complain there are too many of them. But if you're listening to the free version, listen to the ads of some good products. (laughs) Brian Chaffin, thanks for being with us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.